Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. I'm your host Mark Herons and this podcast is brought to you by Blue Deer Design. Today I'm chatting with a friend from Creative South, Mr Jeremy Slagle. During the show we talk about his new children's book, Faith and how it's impacted his creativity. Also what he's learned from starting his own business and going at it alone. And how he's grown that to deal with big clients and employees. We'll also get a little tour of his office and home studio. So if you are listening to this on the iTunes version, I recommend going over to YouTube. Although we did have some Wi-Fi issues. But it's here and it's stitched together. I really hope you enjoy the show. This is my chat with Jeremy Slagle. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to join you. Yeah, it's good. It's good to chat again uh, after a while. It's been, it's been quite a while since Crazy South, so it's yeah, it's nice. But well done on the book, first of all. That's just really, really amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I, seeing that grow and, and uh, people that backed it. Um, I was a bit late to that party, but yeah, it's yeah, really well done. It was one of those. Uh, that was one of those projects I've always wanted to do, and uh, the right person came along at the right time, and we just it just was like meant to be. So it was great. It worked out really, really well. Awesome. Where, where's it going next? Because I know you talked a lot about it on the Creative South podcast, but obviously it's going into print now. It's actually being produced. Yeah. So we got uh, we got hard proofs this week from the printer and got to look at those. Everything looked really good. There was like two things that we were kind of nitpicky about. So I went ahead and uh, made some adjustments and submitted, I think, uh, two spreads. We just adjusted a couple of little things on it. So uh, that should be printed and back to us in time to get those out for Christmas this year. So that's that's been our goal all along was to get those uh, underneath the Christmas tree for those that ordered it. So that's really nice. Uh, what yeah. what's uh, the backstory of that, and and what's the meaning of the story for people that don't know? Yeah. Um. So a lot of people know Ben and Beth Stafford. Uh, they're good friends of mine. They live here uh, just about an hour about an hour from here. And uh, whenever we get the opportunity, we get to hang out. Uh, and I had uh, Ben and Beth on my podcast uh, uh, last November, so almost a year ago. And afterwards, uh, we went out for tacos afterwards and we're hanging out. And, and I had talked with Beth, uh, with Ben, about this potential book back at Creative South, like a year prior to that, uh, or earlier that year. And I was super jealous because I've always wanted to do a children's book. And his wife had written this really cute children's book. And he's showing me his sketches and his uh, concept stuff. And I was just like, oh, this is really good. I, and in the back of my mind, I'm going, I wish I was the one illustrating this, you know? So, uh, so yeah, so like fast forward to November, we, I had them on our podcast and uh, we went out for tacos. And Beth said, I just asked them, how's the book coming? And Beth said, do you want to illustrate it? And I was like, so taken aback because I was like Ben's already working on it what's going on and they're just like yeah we're just we're really struggling with it so um I was like yeah and she's like well do we need to put some sort of agreement together like you know don't she's like you don't need to answer right away you know we don't need to you know uh you know and I'm like no I'm yes I'm in like right now I'm in uh so we went in as 50 50 partners sorry my my dog joined me uh this is my she's uh, spends all day with me this is out um and we just decided we're going to put a, a podcast together put put together a uh a, a kickstarter campaign and see what happened yeah and so worked on it all summer spent a lot of time this this past summer on it and uh um they were amazing to work with i thought at first like working with another creative couple i thought man this is going to be 
this is this is going to be tough because they're going to be really really you know really really critique it and really be focused on the details and they were focused on the details but they loved everything I did uh, so it was great uh, and they came to the table with some great ideas and saw a couple things that maybe I missed that I just wasn't quite uh, anticipating and I was like oh man yeah that's great um, and then we put together the Kickstarter campaign and it did really really well so that was exciting uh, that's awesome yeah. yeah is it really what, what's the story what's the story of it was um, actually in the book because I know it's about, a bit about empathy and kindness and teaching children yeah. values. Yeah, I mean, I think if ever there was a time in our society, and I'm sure things are probably the same way in the UK, but especially like what's going on in the United States right now from a political standpoint, from a social standpoint, like the idea of teaching empathy, I mean, from, and it doesn't matter where you land on the political spectrum, like everybody could use a dose of it today. Um, and it's, and it goes beyond politics. It goes beyond the media. It goes beyond all that stuff. It really goes beyond just your everyday. Like you, you go to the grocery store and the person that rings up your food just isn't, just seems like really, really grouchy or, uh, you know, you, someone lays on the horn, uh, because you're, you know, you're not going fast enough or just, you know, it just feels like there's, there's a heightened level of tension, but you know, we want to respond sometimes and get like angry people, but what we fail to recognize sometimes is what that person's been going through and what uh, what's leading them to be the way they are. And so it's just something adults could learn as much as kids could uh, today, but it's definitely something from a children's books point that is really great. So essentially it's, it's this chinchilla and he's just got a frown on the whole time. He just looks down and uh, this little hedgehog kind of comes up and is kind of observing him from outside and kind of wondering like, why is he so sad? Why is he so grumpy? Yeah. And it kind of takes him through scenarios that kids can understand, uh, you know, that, that they can relate to, to help them understand. Like sometimes somebody's sad or they're angry or they're frustrated not because they're mad at you or not because of other things, but sometimes life circumstances. And if you could see things from their perspective, um, you would understand. So empathy is just something that Beth really, really, uh, they, they have a daughter named Rue, who's just the cutest little thing. And she is very uh, in tune with other people's emotions um, and really is one of those kids that from a really early age kind of connected with people emotionally and, and could see that. And so that's kind of where she came up with idea for the book. And then I got a chance to illustrate it. So it's great. No, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. Um, people can find that out for the listeners and, and watch. People can go and uh, find more about that at the, uh, on the Creative South podcast. You talked quite a lot about that, which is really cool. Uh, where can people find the actual book? And uh, are, they, are, they, are you going to get some printed for the resale? Or you Yes, know? yes. So um, we, we, and I apologize for those of you who are overseas. Uh, we limited our campaign US sales only simply because um, there were, we, we did a lot of research into Kickstarter campaigns. And one of the things that was just so hard for us to wrap our minds around was the trying to create a cost for shipping to every country outside the United States. It just right. varies so much. It's, there's, it's just a pain in the butt. And it's something that we can control a lot better now so um, we did order more books and they are for sale uh, because this is kind of the first book of many that Beth would like, Beth and I would like to work on together. 
rather than getting chinupchinchilla.com, we decided to get uh, happycargobooks.com. So Happy Cargo Books is kind of like the, our publisher, uh, but it's really the website and where uh, our social media and stuff comes out of. So if you go to happycargobooks.com, uh, you can order it, and we are going to be shipping those uh, overseas now. So that's another thing that's kind of nice about it. Nice one. Um, yeah. So I was listening to the, your manual focus uh, interview earlier on today, and mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting from from a guy who's um, not come from a Christian background and not not really been brought up that way. And it's and it's really interesting to get other people's perspectives. And I think that's that's part of being creative as well. You know, trying try mm-hmm. to find other people. And uh, like what you're saying about the empathy thing, understanding people's situations, uh, I'd love to understand like how was like God and your understanding of, of that uh, impacted your creative life. I love that the first the in first verse in the Bible, Genesis one one, is in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the thing that is like one of the most important things to Christians is the fact that God created. Like He could have done anything. And what he chose to do was like make something. And, uh, and that to me is really, really exciting. And then within that first couple chapters, it talks about how God made man in his own image. And because of that, um, he made man to also be creative. And so one of the things that I'm super excited about is that I have the opportunity to continue to create. And one of the things that is really exciting and I think is just like mind blowing to me is that like everything we have today, whether it's, a Tesla or, uh, you know, anything that's used for medical solving, um, uh, medical solutions for solving cancer or anything we have today that's like high tech, robotic, whatever. It's all made from elements that were here already. Nothing we work with or create is actually created. It's always, it's finding and unlocking these kind of mysterious things. And as our world has progressed and science has progressed and technology has progressed we've figured out that certain metals are really great at conducting electricity and we've now used those to make like semiconductors and then now we're making uh computer chips out of them and it to me what i love about being creative in god's world is that he kind of like gave us all the tools to be creative and he said this is yours to figure out like i'm not even going to show you how to necessarily but I just want you to know like it's all there like I can't imagine the first time someone figured out how a magnet works like oh my gosh look these two things they like they like stick together how does this happen like two magnetic rocks and like and and then and then figuring can magnetize things and that they'll point north like just the the smallest little details of science that to us we you know oh yeah we learned about that when we were in kindergarten or first grade at some point in time like in man during mankind's history, that was like a huge revelation, you know? Um, and so that's one of the things I love about being a creator is if, if I believe that God created the earth and he created it out of love and he's us as those that were created in his image, continue to do that. Like he loves it when we take materials and the tools and the things that he has and create and that goes for science that goes for technology that goes for design that goes for painting whatever it is um we aren't actually creating anything but we're using the tools he has to build up and to strengthen and to do really cool things that makes our world a better place and that that to me is like really drives me so yeah. 
So it's like it's almost like that you feel a bit of like an energy that was it was it like a bit of a creative calling? I, I yeah, for sure. I I um I can't imagine a world where there weren't accountants, right? Or or people that were really great at business or people that were really great at, at being surgeons or whatever. It's like all that is really great. And I think creativity is an essential part of all of those things. Like you can be an accountant and get creative and figure things out, right? Um, you can be a surgeon and figure out new ways to improve uh, the technology or improve the way you do things that saves lives. So it doesn't matter what we do, we have opportunities to be creative. But for people like you and I, uh, as designers, like that's like the core of what we do. We're just constantly creating and redesigning and redesigning and, and trying to help people uh, communicate and, and improve their businesses and improve the world through bringing art and design and beauty to life. So, yeah. And one of the things that you said on that podcast, which was interesting to me is um, you're talking about the flow of work coming in and out and you talk about God giving you that flow at the right time. And that was, that was yeah. really, really interesting because it's, it sort of feels like that for me at the moment, but obviously not, not having this Christian background I was like, well, it's just, it's just how it's going and there's no sort of reason for it. Um, and mm. I'm thinking about it more is, is yeah, it's, it's getting there and, it's trying to understand different points of views and and, and um and, and why things are happening. Yeah, I'm just wondering what was sort of what your perspective is from from I don't know I don't know I just trying to, I just want to understand, I just want to talk to you about this because sure no that's good that's good I yeah I mean I, the answer is is the reason it's hard to ask the question is because I can't wrap my mind around it either yeah um and and I think if God wasn't God I could wrap my mind around him but to me um. If I can, if I can understand him fully and I can totally wrap my mind around him, then he's not God anymore because my brain, my brain ain't that smart, you yeah. know, it's limited and it's, it's only able to see in so many dimensions. So like if I can fully understand and comprehend, then, then that means I, that means I'm not recognizing God. But so, so to me, the holding the tension of not being able to understand and just recognizing that it's like, I can't explain any other way. Like I don't, I can't explain why things have gone. They are. Um, I can just say that in my life, everything, uh, especially the times that have been really rough. I mean, I've gone through some times that have been really, really difficult. Um, and at the time I don't see God in it, but you know, you fast forward a couple years or months. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. You know, and I think part of it, what it comes down to is, is, you know, I, I've never, I haven't always been good in trusting God on things, but, uh, but what's great is, is seeing how faithful he is and being able to look back and go, okay, now I understand. And I, the way I look at it is like with my kids, um, if my kids, uh, ask for dessert all the time and I'm like, no, you can't have dessert. You can't have dessert, but I'll take them out for ice cream or whatever every once in a while. But part of my job as a parent is to help them understand like sometimes you can have something you ask for sometimes you can't have something you ask for but you know then you have that that like they go to a sleepover or something like that and they just like pound a bunch of pizza and greasy food and coke and ice cream and then they just come home and they just are sick because they stayed up late and they end up throwing up and getting sick the whole next day and it's just gross you know and then they kind of understand like man you know I thought I wanted all that stuff but really the reason you guys don't give me everything I want is because it's not necessarily good for me. Right. It's and so, so to me, when I look at God, I think of him as kind of being a, that dad right. that I can ask stuff for, but just because he doesn't answer or doesn't give it to me, doesn't mean 
that he's not doing what's best for me. Like when I was three, I thought, or two or three, I thought it'd be a great idea to run, run around and play in the street. I think, look, look at that. It's like a park. It's like a park out front. Like I can run around and play in the street, but you know, my parents were like, yeah, that's a bad idea. You're going to get hit by a car. Um, so I just look at it as kind of like, I'm dumb. I'm not that, I'm not that smart, especially when you look at like what God understands and what he knows. And so I just have to trust that like, yeah, I can't play in this because he understands something I don't about it. So the same thing applies for work. Um, I, I have done self-promotional things in the past. I have not seen much fruit from those self-promotional pieces. And I get calls that are just so random and out of the blue and realize that wasn't random or out of the blue at all. Like it just, and, and, and it's hard for me to say this right now simply because it's actually a slow time I'm going through. It's been, uh, it's, it was a crazy beginning of the year and things have slowed down a little bit, just of praying and waiting for, for something else to come in. Meanwhile, I'm getting my website updated, working on some personal projects. Uh, but I feel I used to panic when I would get to this stage because I thought, oh crap, I'm never going to work again. Uh, but what I realized is, is no, this is my time to, to work on that, that other stuff. Uh, I need to kind of shift from paid work to, to being willing to spend some time on self-promotional stuff. And it, uh, it's, I'm learning, I'm, I'm a slow learner, but it's taken years to figure this out, but it's coming slowly, but surely. So. So, so, so it's like that sort of God saying that to you that is, is, wants you to slow down and work on your own stuff or, or is that something like you're, you're making the decision of? Um, I, I, well, I'm not making the decision cause I'd love to have more projects right now. Right. Um, I've probably had, uh, three or four projects in the last month fall through, uh, that I thought for sure projects that basically, you know, I just had one client, uh, that we were completely in contract with. And then they decided after realizing how much it was going to cost to start up their business, that they weren't going to be able to do their identity stuff right now. And I had kind of slated the month to work on it. I'm like, I guess I'm not working on that now. Uh, but, you know, freaking out about it or like going to them and saying, we had a contract or whatever, like it doesn't do you any good. There's no point in doing it. Um, and there was a time where I'd like lose sleep over that. I'd lose sleep over the fact that uh, an entire, you know, several weeks or months worth of work just disappeared that I thought I was going to have. And I have gotten to a point now where I'm like, man, like I looked at January and February and they were insane. I mean, absolutely insanely busy. And I was able to save, save, save. So for me, what I'm learning is, is that you just have to save when it's crazy, crazy busy. Yeah. And then just try to enjoy. Cause I complain when it's too busy. Like I complain about being too busy when it's too busy. And then when it's slow, instead of like enjoying it for what it is, I complain when it's too slow. Uh, and so that's just, that's just me being dumb. And I just, I've learned that, uh, that I, that I need to just recognize at the end of the year, if you figure out how much I made over the year, I'm like, what was I worried about? You know? So I'm just, I'm, I'm learning slowly. Um, I've gotten better about it. Um, about two or three years into being on my own. If I had a month, like it's going right now, I'd be like rocking back and forth in the fetal position, like freaking out about, uh, am I ever going to have another job again? But I'm, I feel like after kind of seeing how this plays out over the years, um, I'm starting to, I'm starting to enjoy my downtime a lot more. So 
Yeah. yeah. It's easy to be addicted to just work, 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 work. Uh, and, and sending the invoices. Like there's something that feels really great about finishing a project and sending that invoice. Like, it's like the best feeling. And then the next best feeling is when the check you get to market is paid and put that in your checking account. Like that's the best. Um, but for some reason, like when you're not sending those invoices and you're looking at it and you're going, Ugh, uh, it, you, you, you feel that, you know? Yeah. So what do you think that is? Like, do you think that's just how it is or, or I hate to, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to make this whole thing conversation back up, but I'm no, really, no, to see, I'm really, yeah, I'm really interested to see what your, what your thoughts are. Like, do you think that's a sign or a message? I, I'm sorry to sound. Don't no, not at all. Uh, no, I mean, I, as far as like, you mean from God, is that a sign or a message? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's his way of telling me to just chill out. Like right. you've had an insane, you had some insane months this year. It's been crazy at times. Just work on that project you've had on the back burner that you've wanted to do. Like take your time to do that now. This is a good time. You know, I've, and, and one of the things I realize is, is with, without your own agency, uh, you would neglect updating your social media, ever updating your website. Like why ever update your website if the business just kept coming in? You'd be like, I'm good. Like I don't need more work. Um, so, so what I do is like I take that time to like back up. I, I have a, a series of things that, I, that are like my go-tos when stuff slows down. I archive and back up my file server. Uh, I, uh, go through and, and, um, you know, clean up my, my computer, get it where it needs to be. I reorganize my office because working in a, a nasty office is just a horribly, uh, terrible when it comes to creativity. Yeah. Um, I take time to just like get outside and take a walk, especially when the weather's as nice as it is right now. It's fall here in Columbus. It's, it's actually a, a hot fall day. It's almost 80 degrees, but it's, it's been beautiful out. Like, enjoy it because in a month or two from now it's going to be slushy nasty icy mess so like take the time to enjoy it um and so you know it's good to have design work and keep doing design work but if you don't ever like update your your expenses and go through your finances and do all that stuff you it'll never get done so take the time to do it when it's slow um but i just feel like uh i don't know i i think sometimes it's god's way of saying I want you to step back from paid work and I want you to do something that is on your heart to do. Like what's something that you feel prompted to do. Um, and I love doing that children's book this summer. That was, that was so much fun and I'll never make back the money for the time I spent putting into that. And that's okay. Like it's, it was on my bucket list of things I always wanted to do, but in the back of my mind is like, maybe you should do another children's book now. Like, I don't know, maybe, um, you know, I, uh, I've, I've had projects that I've kind of written in my sketchbook that are like, these would be fun projects to do when you have time. And I feel like sometimes God's like, now you have time, like work on some of those. You've made enough money this year. You don't need to worry about it. Like, do it. So, cause I have a feeling within the next couple of months, things are going to be so busy again. I'm going to barely be able to breathe yeah. for a couple of months. So enjoy it while it lasts, you know? Yeah. So it's just like uh, saving up for the, the acorns, isn't it, for the for the, the uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, so it's all going well then. This yeah, the design company is all it's all pretty pretty good. Yeah, it's been great. Um, I have been out on my own since uh, two thousand nine, and um, it's just been awesome. This November will be 
uh, it will be November 20th. I think it was that make it uh, nine years. And it's just been, it's been great. I have, uh, I've been so blessed to be able to do this. Uh, I've got my own working space, which has been great. We built this about four years ago. And it's actually in addition to my house. So I work from home. I have 20 foot commute every day, which has been really, really great. Uh, and um, it gives me, it's, it's here. So when my kids are here, if my wife needs me to run them to school or something like that, which I don't have to do that often because she does that a lot of times, but I'm here for them. You know, they come home from school for them. It's been really, really awesome. So yeah, this is actually. Yeah, that was this cool. is, <laughs> this. Oh, this podcasting table. I like it. What's that? Is that the podcasting table, the C-Bus sign? Yeah, 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 yeah. So here, I'll show you around if you have a second. Yeah, uh, so basically, we, we added this on. Uh, so the, basically, this is, this is where clients enter. <laughs> um, my house is through this, is, is this door here. So uh, basically, clients can have their own entryway into the house. So you don't have to even go through the house at all. This is kind of like uh, first floor. We do a lot of meetings down here. My beast likes to hang out down here. Uh, and uh, this is where like a lot of people I work with are senior level creatives. And so we, a lot of us, you know, worked for many years in agency world and then went out on our own. And so a lot of them work from a rented office space where they work from a, uh, uh, an extra space in someone else's office that they rent, but none of them really have a space to actually get together and work. So I'm really centrally located here in Columbus. Right. And it's really easy to get here. So it, it every nobody minds coming here and meeting. So uh, it must be really cool as well to work from home. Like it must that homely feel must relax you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's great. So this is my workspace. That's Casey. Hi Casey. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so this is my workspace up here. It's been great. We've got a place to work outside when it's nice and sunny. Brilliant. So yeah, it's been great. Um, but you know, I get to commute, right? That's <laughs> that's my bedroom right there morning commute is from there to there <laughs> every morning yeah that's like one of the dream offices you might you have that on uh that you've seen the instagram pages that that you get like home offices and you can get loads of inspiration for your, for your home office that you see on instagram yours will be on there soon yeah yeah <laughs> so we live uh my my office space is right off high street so high street is like the main the main road in columbus it connects the state capitol building through Ohio State University campus, uh, through my neighborhood all the way up north, and it goes way south too. But um, it's kind of like the main drag here in Columbus. So I'm eight houses off of High Street. Um, used to have an office space on High, and I just kind of asked my clients, this is like, it was expensive. Um, and so when I went out on my own, just kind of started looking at more office space there. And I was like, I'm trying to keep my overhead low. Uh, charge them reasonable rates for things do should i be doing that with my money and all of them are like so you know you could build this on we could be eight houses away from where you where we would meet you and you can charge us less money i think we're good with that <laughs> so uh so that's that's kind of how i'm doing this so it's been it's been really awesome really really love being able to work from home so. is that been one of the best things of uh of working for yourself yeah, I mean, I think that and uh, just the opportunity to, to have the flexibility to do cool stuff. Um, I work with a friend of mine has a, a nonprofit called Asia's Hope, and I do a lot of work with them. Um, I do a bicycle ride every year that raises money to buy 
rifles uh, for kids in Southeast Asia that are orphaned and that need to get to school. Um, and that happens every uh, like October, November. It's happening October 3rd this year, or November 3rd this year. Um, but then also like I can take a month off three weeks and lead a trip of people. And I'm, so that's something I do about every other year is I lead a trip of people to go to Cambodia. And I um, kind of like the tour guide uh, plan the whole trip and do all that fun stuff Maybe. for that organization. Yeah. So, awesome. so uh, we're starting our own business and uh, you know, leaving your, your job and, and going off on your own. What's been the hardest thing for you? Um, I think the hardest thing for me was getting used to the fact that I wasn't going to get a normal paycheck every month. Um, right. You, I think as humans, we start to rely on stuff like that. Uh, you start to get used to the fact that you know how much it's going to be for because it's the same amount that came, you know, two weeks or a month before and you budget based on that. You kind of live your life based on, on, you know, how much money are we going to make? What can we afford to do? How can we afford to live? Where can we shop? Where, how much for clothes, how much for groceries, whatever. And then all of a sudden, uh, not having that. And then, you know, it's kind of like what we were talking about before. I think the biggest adjustment is, uh, is figuring out like, how do you pay yourself? Uh, based on how much is coming in that month. Uh, so one of the best pieces of advice someone gave me when I first started out was put yourself on payroll, right. um, figure out what you need to make and write yourself a check for that every month. So it kind of gives you that, that continuity. So, but that, I think that was it. And then, uh, I don't know. Um, I never really wanted to work for myself. Uh, I kind of always thought I would work at the agency I was at. I really loved it. It was a really great place. Um, but uh, there were other bigger plans for me, and I kind of embraced it, and I've really loved it. Uh, it's just not like my personality. I'm not necessarily one of those people who's got like a real type A, like I'm going to go out and start my own thing and conquer the world kind yeah. of person. Uh, so uh, it's, but it's been good. It's been an adjustment. Um, I've learned how much. Uh, support I have from friends and family and that's cool uh, my wife's just amazing I'm I married so far up it's not even funny uh, <laughs> and she's just so supportive of me and even when things have gone slow or been rough or in times of plenty she's always been just like a rock for me so that's been great that's awesome. uh, but as far as like started my own thing I don't know um, I think I think the other thing I would say that that was a little hard for me was trying to figure out immediately like what what I was going to try to do like am I a freelancer do I own my own thing like what am I now what am I what is my role yeah um and so I think one of the things I tell people a lot of times when they're going out on their own at first is don't worry too much about that like if you happen to have a job that comes in and it's more like what you would consider like a freelance job or like an on-site contract job with someone, take it. You know, I mean, you it may not be what you want to do forever, but take it for now. It, uh, when when I when I when we closed my agency or our agency from before, um, I immediately got a call from a company that said, "Hey, we could use you, you know, like 40 hours a week right now." And they kept me on for like six months nice. and it was great because I had a regular paycheck. Um, but I was also kind of in the evenings working on getting my website set up and I knew it was temporary. And then, you know, after that six month contract, it went down to like 
they wanted to extend it another six months. And I said, well, I can do it. I can give you 20 hours a week. And so then I would give them 20 hours a week. And I did that for several months. And then it went down to 10. And it was, it was nice because it kind of like it was a slow progression into running my own business yeah. where it was like my clients. But I know a lot of people, uh, they'll kind of try to rule certain things out when they first get started. But I say, take whatever you can get. I mean, obviously, don't give stuff away and don't don't do it cheap and don't undercut other people. I'm not talking about like your pricing, but even if it, that job might not seem ideal, take it, see where it goes. It's temporary. It's like, what's the worst thing that can happen? You can look back on it in six months and go, Oh, I know I'm not doing that again. You know, <laughs> like a learning curve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I think if you, if you try to like pigeonhole yourself into something uh, too early on, you're going to be disappointed because uh you're going to find out that it doesn't always come easy. It doesn't always come the way you expect it to. And sometimes I've done projects and found out at the end of the day, like I thought I was going to hate that, but I actually really loved it yeah. and I want to do more of it. So, yeah. You said earlier on uh, about doing a bit of marketing and, and getting yourself out there a bit and it's not, not being very fruitful. Um, that's the ultimate question really. How did you get clients to start off with? <laughs> well, I was, I'm a very unique case. Right. Uh, when, when our agency closed, it closed. Uh, so, you know, uh, if I had decided while I was working for them to say, Hey, I'm going to go out on my own, I wouldn't have been able to contact any of the people I was working with ethically. That's just not cool. Yeah. Uh, but because the agency closed, uh, I had been working with some of these people for, you know, eight, 12 years. So I immediately contacted them and said, Hey, I know the agency's closing, but I still have everything to work on your projects. We've had a great relationship over the years. So I kind of stepped into a business having a, a bunch of long-term relationships right away. So uh, that was a really, really nice bonus from yeah. the beginning. So. Very handy. What sort, of, what, what sort of struggle are you trying to overcome, if anything? What, what are you learning at the moment? I am trying to learn to slow down when I'm supposed to slow down and yeah. speed up when I'm supposed to speed up and not get emotional about it. Like <laughs> I am one of those people that can like, it's, it's, it's not like I, I make it sound like, Oh yeah, I figured this all out, but it's actually, I'm learning it and it's not easy. But I think for me going through slow times can be a little depressing. Uh, and so I'm learning like, no, like give yourself a project, do something you've always wanted to do. You know, do that thing that that's uh, helping someone else out. So uh, that's that's the thing I'm 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 working on more and more, and I, I could really get a lot better at. Um, but I mean, I I really love doing that children's book, and I would love to maybe do more of those. Mm. Uh, I'd like to actually get paid to do them uh, and actually make money doing them next time. <laughs> and that's not that's not a a slight against my author. We went into it both knowing we weren't going to make much money on it, but we were going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so, so that was really great. And, um, Brad Woodard, I don't, have you, yeah, I chatted to him. Yeah, yeah. Brad, he, uh, he and his wife, Crystal were so great helping us with that project. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing I love is I love designers. And it's something that I'm working on and would like to do more of is I like being a resource for people. Um, you know, I, after doing that, book it's amazing how many people came out of the woodwork and emailed me like 
you got to tell me about about publishing and i'm like i'm no expert at this i'm trying to figure this out myself yeah. um but you know the woodards did a book a few years ago and uh it led to, to more illustration work for brad which is awesome so kind of hoping the same sort of thing like i'd love to get to get an opportunity to to do children's book it's one of those things where i was like i've always wanted to do children's book uh and do like kind of develop a style for something like that and i remember me i actually was interviewing brad and crystal for our our interview for our podcast and crystal's like well if you want to illustrate a book then you need to illustrate a book yeah you can't expect <laughs> other people to just kind of kind of figure out that you can do it you got to do it and so that's that's something else i'm working on is like trying to figure out like what do i want to do next like what other things would i like to add to my capabilities and then rather than waiting for someone to walk in the door and pay me to do it to take the time when it's slow and just do it like you're out an application and do it that's that's one thing that a lot of youngsters uh, struggle with is they always want to work with the big brands like nike or, or adidas and um, th if, if you create like a personal project around that then you yeah, they might see it and they might hit, hit you up and might say hello so you never know that's what's right. gonna happen um, yeah absolutely yeah i mean you can't you can't expect other people to see your ability. You have to show it to them. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you've got to create something to kind of whet their appetite. Uh, and I feel like projects go better that way anyways, when a client can say, you know, that thing you did for these guys, I really love that. It really resonated with me. So that's why I hired you. Mm -hmm. Cause then it's like, even though I'm not going to create the exact same thing for them, they, they have an understanding of like the feel or the, the style or just like the overall, like, um, I don't know, brand essence that, that we're trying to, that we're trying to help under, help explain. Yeah. I think, uh, having them be able to look at something you've done in the past and say like what you did for them, I want you to do for me. Yeah. Uh, and there's, and there's some people that do that so well. I think, uh, Carpenter collective, just, man, the stuff they do, I, I would totally hire them to make my next hamburger place you know like they're just so brilliant at the work that they do and there's so many people like that they're just like oh or josh emmerich like if i owned a brewery i would call josh emmerich and i'm i'm saying that as someone who does breweries because i love doing them and i you know call me first but yeah <laughs> uh, but if i if i if i was open to if i had a brewery it'd be like a no-brainer because i look at the depth and breadth of his work and his capabilities it's just so amazing what he does there's so many great people out there. So many amazingly talented people in our world. Yeah. Um, I'm just blessed to be able to do what I get to do. So it's, it's crazy the amount of uh, nice people there are in the industry as well. Like going yeah. to these conferences and, and meeting these people, you, you realize that you know, we're all in the same boat and you're all trying to help each other. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I, I in, interviewed the, the Emmerichs on a project that, that I was working on, uh, for, for our podcast, like about a year ago, and I'm on my way home driving back, and Josh gives me a call. And he's like, "Hey, I just sent a project your way. It oh, didn't nice. seem like it was a great fit for me, and I'm really busy right now." So I thought, so he sent a brewery project to me, and I was like, "That is so cool," you know. So it's just that's what I love about what I do, and I love my community. Like, like you said, Creative South. I, I have gone to many, many conferences. And that's one I'll just never miss. Like I, 
enjoyed it so much. I loved hanging out with you for, for those days. Thanks for looking after me. <laughs> yeah, it was gross. Great. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about bringing my son this year. I've already bought his ticket and yeah, like uh, I just can't wait for him to kind of see what it's like. I mean, if I was 17 years old and I would have had an opportunity to do that, that would have just been amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I look forward to it. Um, yeah. What's, what's your best? Per- I know I've asked you this before. But what's your best purchase under a hundred dollars? Has it changed at all? Uh, man, I I think last time I said it was my Osprey backpack. Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, I. It for me most under hundred dollars or around a hundred dollar purchases, uh, that are like to me. I I don't know why this is, but I have a bag problem. My <laughs> wife can attest to that. Like I have a bag for every situation. Um because I feel like it's important. Yeah. I don't know. You're I, I, uh, I get out and work a lot. I work on location a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I find myself traveling quite a bit uh, and just having the right bag for the right situation. Nice. Yeah, so, you gotta be prepared for I, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, the next one. Do you have any other advice for people starting their own design agency or design business? Yeah, um, I would say don't don't start your own business till you've had some years in agency world first. Um, I feel like there's so many college students that I meet that are like, they want to just get right out and start their own design firm. And the other thing I would say is if that's your goal, if your goal is to, to eventually have your own thing, man, I, uh, I recommend trying to find a small agency. I recommend working for a place where, um, you don't get stuck in that junior level creative mm. in that kiosk in the dark damp corner that takes you two years to get out of. Uh, and it seems like big agencies, they, they have so many tiers and so many levels that you have to go up before you actually ever get to actually see the client yeah. before you get to ask, actually ask them questions. You get to see your boss in action, working with them through difficult things. Um, man, you learn so much about interpersonal relationships and, how to run business just by, by seeing people that are like mentors to you navigate through some of that stuff. So what I love about small agencies is like everybody's there has to like wash the dishes and sweep the floor and, uh, and, and do all those menial tasks. But what that also means is that as a, a young designer, you have to take on the role of like five of those levels that would be in an agency I and mean, you grow so fast. Um, a lot of times, like from day one, you're in with the clients and you're able mm. to kind of, even if you're not a, not given a chance to, to say much, you're at least getting a chance to watch it. Um, and and, I, and that's what I really recommend to people. Like, you want to get out and do your own thing, find a great small agency that's willing to recognize your um, your potential and, and learn from them. Go in and learn from them. Be humble. Um, a lot of people, I think, think that starting a design firm is about being a good designer. And the, the more I do this, the more I realize that's less and less important. Um, what's way more important is just being a good person and like really, really championing your, what your client needs, doing what's best for them in every situation and recognizing a lot of times that people that are hiring you will probably never ever hire someone to do what they're hiring you to do again. And they've never hired you anyone to do what you do before. Yeah. It's not like getting an oil change, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like you, 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 there's a million places you pull your car in you, every 
7,000 miles, you, you pay someone, it's like, it gets to be routine. But I think if we can recognize that most people have never hired anyone to design a logo before, then we have a compassion and an empathy for them that says, let me walk you through the right way to do this. Let me help you understand why we do things the way we do things. Mm. Um, and I think that knowledge only comes from working for an agency for a while. I don't think that's something you can do right out of college. Yeah. So. No, I, I, I agree with you, actually. It's interesting because uh, I'm sort of trying to do it. Yeah, I'm sort of trying to do it at the moment. <laughs> so I've just I've just left um, left that job I started before Creative South, and uh, okay. I'm yeah I'm trying to have a go and have another go, which is interesting. Uh, but I've been at a, I've been at a few agencies in the past, but I mean I'm learning what I've learned from being at internships and this last business that I, I worked at uh, is that I've sort of picked up a few tips on how to do it and how not to do it, and how to when it does grow bigger, uh, how to treat employees and how to keep everything exciting rather than yeah not that that's, that is a really important thing you do learn from working in places so oh yeah yeah sometimes you yeah sometimes you learn how not to do things working yeah, for other yeah. people exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so last question uh is, yeah. is how do you want to be remembered um wow man that's that's deep yeah that's like that's like um I, I, I think I would like to be remembered as someone who not necessarily someone who made stuff look pretty, but someone who really did work to like, um, to improve people's lives, you know, like to just like love people and understand that loving people means that you do what's in their best interest. Now it doesn't mean that you let people walk all over you. Uh, and it's just the opposite. It means that you're helping them with the knowledge and the skills that you've developed over the years to come alongside and help them. And, and there's nothing that is more fulfilling to me than when I have a client that I started working with and, and when the job is completed, I hear back from them a year later and they're just like, Oh my gosh, the feedback I get from the design, like everybody's like it, the packaging stops them in their tracks or like the, 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 you know, that, that stuff to me is really, really exciting. Uh, when I get to hear a client say, you know, yeah. the, the website you helped build or the packaging you designed or whatever, like our sales jumped 50% as soon as that new packaging hit the shelves, like you were worth every penny and then some like that, that to me is really, really exciting. And it's not to me, yes, it's cool to have something designed and yes, it's kind of fun to see it on the store shelf. But what I really love is that not only does it make their lives better and their business better but it means that all of a sudden now they can hire more people and then those people can get like benefits uh that they may yeah. not have had before and they've got a family they can feed now like that to me is if if that if if people would look back and say you know jeremy really loved me he really loved my business he really was able to wrap his mind about around the best way for me to commu communicate my values and, and not only that, like he was so worth every penny I paid him. I would have, I would have paid him twice as much had I known now what I know. Uh, that would be how I'd want to be remembered. Awesome. I love it. Uh, where can people find you and say hello on the internet? Uh, wow. Uh, so the best place to find all my uh, accounts would be just to go to my website, which is 
there's this thing called a website, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with it. Uh, I'm, I'm horrible with social media, but you can follow me anyways. Yeah. Uh, my website is slagledesign.com, and uh, all of my social networks are, are right there at the bottom. Um, I am on Instagram. Um, I am on Twitter and Facebook. Um, but uh, like I said, it's, I'm not very good at it. I'm starting to feel my age when it comes to... <laughs> when it comes to social media I'm trying I'm trying awesome. so. thank you very much and it's been fantastic talking to you again uh, we'll catch yeah, up soon man, hopefully it's been great I'm looking for are you going to be up you're going to be out for Creative South yeah yeah I'm hoping to do a bit of a tour uh, I'm so thank you very much for listening to this episode of Creative Offer Podcast if you did enjoy the show don't forget to screenshot or take a photo of it share it on social media tag us at Blue Deer Design and at Creative Waffle. we'll repost the photos and share the love as we're nearing 100 episodes we are still having a few technical issues but we are upgrading the system upgrading the computer so it should be all sorted in a couple of weeks just stay with me and we'll have an amazing 100th episode coming very soon one that is not to be missed thanks for listening go and check out Jeremy he's absolutely amazing really really nice guy and I'll see you in the next episode